This week's Las Vegas Raiders game against the Pittsburgh Steelers is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. Go Raiders, man. I'm developing into my favorite team. The Raiders. You mean we're in the silver and black soon? Oh, if somebody gives me gear, sure. He's got a lot of gear. I'll wear whatever. I wouldn't be shocked if he already had it. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked either. I don't think I have. Really? You'll get it soon enough. There's enough reasons, one reason or another, to, for you to be in Vegas every three or four months. Well, so and, you didn't buy a hat while you were down there this yeah, past time. get a hat or a shirt or something. I yeah. expect you to show up at the first tee at some point golfing wearing a Raider shirt. <laughs> Can we get the spiked shoulder pads? You're more hat, you're more hat guy than uh, shirt guy. But it wouldn't shock me. I find myself following the Raiders. They're on our station. Lincoln, Kennedy, and I, we've gone to Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> he does their, he's their color analyst with Brent Musburger. Exciting, exciting game the other night. See what they can do. All right, big games this weekend. Who's fired up? Oh, I am. Predictions. Yeah, I'm gonna be What's watching. happening? I'm probably going to watch 10 hours of college football tomorrow. That's solid. Yeah. Got nothing in the early window? Oh, yeah. I got uh, well, then, Oklahoma and uh, Nebraska, right, at 10 o'clock. Then you got Colorado and Minnesota at 11. 11 a.m., yeah. Then I got uh, SC and Washington State. Those are two teams that are on both BYU and Utah's schedule to come. I got to watch that. That Get preps it. you for four games watching that game. It, yeah, exactly. Yes. It's very important to have a clue what you're talking about. want to keep this job as long as possible. <laughs> it helps you've actually seen the games. Yeah. Plus, that game's at 1.30. When you yeah, said yeah, 10 yeah. hours, that's where I thought you were dialing in. Because I got that one circled too. It's on Big Fox at one thirty. Oh, I will be dialed in on that one. The other well, when one, when you said I'll ten hours, flicking, but that one for sure. I figured you're just picking a round number. Yeah, because one thirty until probably pretty close to midnight with BYU. Okay, more because it's eight fifteen. It'll you probably won't well, kick till eight twenty five, eight thirty. Bathroom time too. You know, I'm not uh, watching. <laughs> good, good, thanks. <laughs> So when I heard you say 10 hours, I thought, yeah, the 10 a.m. window, it's got some stuff, but it's not that good. I mean, that Oklahoma-Nebraska But I'm going to watch. I'll have it on. Oklahoma roll. What else? I'll get up, go to the gym. I I mowed the lawn earlier in the week. So So you're good to go there. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I literally made a conscious decision of when to mow the lawn so I wouldn't have to waste time on Saturday. I don't find Colorado very interesting, but I have to say I find, them more, I find them more interesting <laughs> after, right, that game's a long way away, but I find them more what, interesting after so? the Texas A&M game because I was watching it. It did get my attention, not at the start, I'll admit, but later on as it got into it, I'm like, well, they're still leading A&M. And this we're is a week away from scoring. starting conference play. True story. So those games matter. That's why that USC Washington State game really for for a game that doesn't involve a local team. That's the one that really got me because the Utes play them next week. Well, and they're going to have a new coach. I want to see they're the yes. favorite. Does the door fling wide open? Is it Utah's to grab? If Utah has a nice bounce back win, they get some momentum going into next week. Washington State at home. A uh, Washington State. It's very the game of Washington State. It's next week. So certainly I've got to watch them this week. 
There's no question about it. I'm really curious it. with USC because it can go either way, and we're not close enough to know. The only people in USC who could possibly know is that somehow you've got some friend who's real close to the program. SC can fall apart now. The goals are hard to reach. The coach is gone. Everybody does their own thing and unravels. Uh, or yeah. us against the world. Nobody believes in it's us. About, the administration it's about whacked the games our coach. in the moment. So all that other they, stuff doesn't mean anything. So to the if players. they go out and they beat up on Washington State and feel good about themselves, Great. they could get on a roll. Or they could lose the following week. <laughs> I don't try to interpret long range. I take the games for what they are, and what do I see. What do I like? What do I don't like? And then, yeah, I've got plenty of folks down there who know about SC, and then I can go back and forth. I don't know that I'm going to draw any conclusions three weeks later on a Ute game. I'd be To me, any conclusions I'm going to draw is going to be about Washington State because the Utes play them next, next week. week. So that's far more important to me. And we already watched them once because Utah State got them in the opener. I broke down film of them playing Portland State. Yeah? What'd you learn? They're better than Portland State. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> so all these games, and then the, the, the SC game in Washington State leads me right into the Utes. You know, maybe I'll have an hour or so or a half hour in between that game where I can eat some more. Nice. And uh, so I'll, yeah, t- tomorrow, as they are every day, for or every Saturday, I should say, uh, it's one of the most important days of the week for us in the fall, in the football season. Absolutely. You know, these are our guys. They're our teams. We have to buckle down on them big time. So it's only natural that I'd be doing that. We're starting to get into streaming territory here. The Big 12 has three games streaming. We're going to start following the Big 12 streaming. now. <laughs> Well, if you want to watch Nevada, Kansas State, ESPN Plus is the place to go. I'm not going to watch. Start educating yourself on the Big 12. I don't have ESPN Plus. Me neither. We're going to need it at some point. Oh, I don't need it now. Nebraska, Oklahoma is the morning game on Big Fox. I already so said that. You're rock solid there. Yeah, I already said Oklahoma that. Oklahoma State, Boise State in primetime. That's on FS1. Uh, that'll be a flick during commercials. I'm not obsessing about the Big 12 now. If Kalani's not obsessing, why should I? What about Boise State? Playing Utah State and BYU. I'll be aware of that, but I'm not going to be locked down on it. I'll be locked down on our guys. At 7 o'clock when it kicks off, you'll have uh, it would be your third priority then because the Utes and Aggies will both be going at that point. Yeah. But they'll end. It'll still be going. And so during that BYU game, that'll be a good second game to but go I'll, to. Yeah, I'll have the computer open. I'll have the computer and the television. Boise State getting a Big 12 team at home and favored by three and a half on the blue turf. I told you I listened to this uh, serious Channel 84. Danny Cannell was talking about this yesterday morning. You think you got a big TV? Which you do. Obviously, you think you've got one. That's a fact. Well, I did. Not anymore. That's an old bite now. The world has evolved since then. That's oh, so you got a bigger TV? Because no, no. no one goes smaller, buddy. I know. So I have the same TV, but TVs have gotten bigger. But to you, it's a big TV. If I love someone, I saw the ninety, and she's beautiful to me. She may not be beautiful to everybody else, but she's beautiful to me, and that's all that counts. Don't run from it. You have a big TV. TV. I will let you know when I get it. I don't care when you get it. You've seen it at Costco. I got you. This is like the NCA and the Sun Devils. I've got you on tape. 
I got a big TV. <laughs> edited. It's not edited. It is not edited. It is not edited. It's absolutely edited. It is not edited. If you didn't have it edited, it wouldn't be here now. It's edited. Not in a form. Alt, when you say edited, you mean altered. Possibly. I was using that to my benefit. I'm a wordsmith. Don't what is the to, definition of is? Don't try, thank you, Bill. <laughs> so what was Janet Cannell's point? Big TV. What was his point? I'm telling you, big TV. <laughs> you think you got a big TV? He was talking about LG has put out, I think it's like 345 inches. Oh! Big TV. So his co-host, he says, how much do you think it costs? Guy says, well, you know, back back in the day, you know, you'd get a 40-incher and it'd be way more expensive than they are now because they've come down, blah, blah, blah. So he says, $8,000. Then he says, no. $1.7 million. <laughs> wow. For, for a big screen TV, 345 inch that's television. 345, that's almost 10 yards. A 360 inch TV would be 10 yards. You're going to need a bigger wall for that, DJ. <laughs> that's... I got a big TV, but I got a small wall. Man, what a dilemma! <laughs> that's almost uh, that's almost outdoors. Put it on top of the stadium time, right? Well, they were comparing it to the Jerry World uh, to oh, okay. the deal that they yeah. got going on there. They had some excellent uh, big screens and all that uh, in uh, the Allegiant Stadium, as you would imagine. They had three of them: one huge one, and then two smaller ones, which are still very big. Obviously, uh, the opposite corners. So they got that going on there. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing about it, man. You can actually get more out of the game by staying at home. That's why everyone is putting in light rings and multiple big screens in stadiums because uh, athletic directors and uh, presidents of pro clubs are well aware of that. Yeah. You can stay at home. You save, right, right away you save the money on parking. The food's way cheaper at home. Whatever food and beverage you want is way less expensive. Oh, and if you yeah. if you go to a game and it's a bad game, you're at that game. But if you're at home on TV and it's a bad game, boom, you're on to the next game. Yeah, nobody wants to see their team get slaughtered. You want but to see your team win about big. watching your team win with the crowd of people who are just as excited oh, yeah. as you are, and that's what well, keeps people coming to stadiums. Sure, and. More often than not, like I got a friend, he's got, uh, his brother has season tickets, his parents have season tickets for the Utes, and so it's the experience of it all. Yep. And the game isn't secondary, but it the game in college football, since that's our market and we don't have a pro team, the game is part of the experience. It's not the exclusivity of the experience. Most people, when they come to a jazz game, particularly on the weeknights, that is the experience. Weekend's probably a little bit different because you can go out to eat before. But with work and whatnot, and you're hustling to get down to the arena. and Maybe you're coming from downtown already. But the game is the experience. In college football here and everywhere, it is part of the experience. And that's what makes it cool. Win or lose, it's the experience. That you have the day long, the the buddies, the the wife, the kids, the grandparents, whatever it might be. So it's all it's a very cool experience. Yeah, 
Absolutely. All, all part of it. And that's what sets it apart, as we know. There is this, 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 is a, this is a huge weekend for so many reasons. Because for BYU, a win puts them on the national stage. And the win sets up Dream Big. Huge. Yeah. You'll be favored in every you'll have, game. You'll have beaten two ranked teams. Whether you, they deserve to be ranked at the end of the season remains to be seen. But at the time, they thought they were supposed to be ranked. So they believed they were really good. BYU had a message for Utah. We're better than you this year. Mission accomplished. ASU remains to be seen. But to go 3-0 and in the South, that, that says something. They wouldn't let you in. So screw you. Can't join them, beat them. A reversal. The reverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the reversal of that phrase. And it sets themselves up to have a second banner season. Doesn't mean they will, but it's far more likely. And for the Utes, all right, we reestablish ourselves. Or, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. You lose one non-con game in a decade, and then two in eight days? Can't we've happen. We've lost two te- two, twice to non-power fives? Teams say, that, we thought we left behind in a rearview mirror. I was going to say, that's the worst part. Yeah. It was into two lesser teams. Now, I, yeah, but see, lesser by some designation. Per, per, perception. I happen to think they're two of the better non-Power 5 programs. They have been. But okay. nonetheless, when you're in back-to-back mm-hmm. Pac-12 games... You don't think you're looking up at BYU and San Diego State. You think you're looking down. And yeah. a lot of times we'll rip fan bases, but the fact is all of college football would agree with you. Well, you are looking down at those programs. And I think you want to be able to say when it's said and done, we never lost a game in Carson, California. 1-0 all time, baby. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> Right? I think you want to be able to say that. So, and then you got Aggie here, the Blake Anderson magic. Did he capture yeah, lightning in a on? bottle what's with these transfers they and win, so forth? Get to three and zero. Oh? Yeah, none of us, none of us would have bet on the Aggies being three and zero, oh, walking See? out of Colorado. He Springs. may have the SC job locked up by Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> or earlier. <laughs> he continues to win. Take down Boise, take down the Cougars. Make a pretty big splash. The greatest first season in the history of the state of Utah. Great. Passing. He's on track. Passing Urban Meyer. Yeah, or, or Croton. Croton, yeah, 10 and 2 and 12 and 2. Those are great first seasons for yep. sure. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 of the zone, and we are joined right now. By Rod from Lendright Mortgage. And Rod, you've got a freedom loan that goes beyond, I think, what people usually expect out of loans. You start covering closing costs, zero. That's a number people like, isn't it? What we can do to other lenders out there, we'll get you the same rate or lower, and we cover 100% of those closing costs for you. So that if your rate Right now, if you're at 3% or above on your interest rate, you're absolutely throwing away money on interest. We can refi you with the Freedom Loan, cover 100% of those closing costs, so there's nothing added to your loan balance. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. 
and we put you in a lower interest rate in the twos on a 30-year term, and you start saving money right away. Helps you pay the loan off sooner and saves you anywhere from 15% or more on your total interest paid. So when we're talking about a mortgage loan, that's tens of thousands of dollars. So again, if your rate is 3% or higher, absolutely stop throwing away that money on a higher interest rate. Let us cover all your closing costs with the Freedom Loan and get your lower rate. And other lenders aren't offering deals like this. How come they can't compete? What have you got? Where's the edge? Yeah, our edge is in the fact that we're an independent mortgage broker. Our cost of business, our business model is a very streamlined, low-cost model. And with the ability to shop the premier lenders in the country, we can find you the absolute lowest combination of rate and fees. So that's where our advantage is. How do people get a hold of you if they want to know more? You've uh, you've intrigued them. They're in the middle of a pretty expensive process. We all know where uh, where home costs have gone. Yock's head is bobbing up and down. He's been horrified by what he's seen. So if they want to save some money here, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, the best thing to do is uh, talk to one of our team members. Uh, call us at 801-APPROVE or visit us online at lendrightmortgage.com. LendRightMortgage.com or pick up the phone at 801-APPROVE. That's 801-APPROVE. Thank you, Rod. Thank you. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After their emotional win against the Utes, BYU welcomes in another Pac-12 opponent as Arizona State rolls into Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, time to welcome in Doug Haller, Arizona State writer for The Athletic. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Doug, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. We are curious. How is Arizona State? 2-0 and and nationally ranked. You feeling like that's legit or you got questions? What are you thinking? Well, I think anyone who's watched them uh, would have questions. Uh, they've played Southern Utah and UNLV. And, and maybe, even though if you look at the scores, they won uh, pretty easily, uh, I think, you know, maybe they played two good quarters um, during those eight, uh, probably the last two quarters against Vegas this past Saturday. The defense finally came together. The offense showed some signs. But other than that, you know, the passing game is a question mark. The defensive line has not been as good as everyone expected. So, yeah, going into this game, there, I think there are still some questions about how good this team really is. Doug, I got a great story idea for you. You, you don't even need to thank me. You'll love this story. <laughs> RSL is Major League Soccer team here in Salt Lake, I'm sure, as you probably know. And their coach, their interim coach, is a graduate of Thunderbird High School right there on 19th and Thunderbird. So it's a great local story. Plus, Doug, not only 
is that the connection? But myself, I am a graduate of Thunderbird High School, and your longtime friend, Scott Bordeaux, is a graduate of Thunderbird High School. Man, I mean, the, the connections are just overwhelming, Doug. Yeah, those are three legends right there. Um, <laughs> you know, coming out of, of Thunderbird High. You don't see that very often. And I think probably the only thing that compares uh, isn't uh, Stan Musial and King Griffey Jr. from the same hometown. Um, so maybe, you know, right along those lines, maybe not quite to that level of two Hall of Famers, but we're, we're really, really close. Yogi Berra and Joe Garagiola on the same street in St. Louis. How about that? Same neighborhood, yep. Yeah, we're, we're definitely in that same neighborhood with those three. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson and Janis Joplin were high school teammates or classmates. <laughs> no, that one I, I did not know. I would not have guessed. That is definitely an odd couple right there. So you mentioned that passing game and... We're waiting, waiting, waiting. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I mean, they got all these receivers. It seems like they got one four-star after another, but I don't know that they can even gain four yards in the past game. What is going on, and what can happen to what needs to happen to make it be more proficient? Yeah, um, you know that, that was kind of a storyline last year as well. Uh, Jaden Daniels came in his first year. You know, he, he had pretty good receivers to throw to him, Brandon Ayuk, who turned out to be a number one draft pick. Um, did Brandon Ayuk help out, make Jaden look a little bit better uh, than what he was at the time? Maybe. Uh, but, that you know, that may have worked both ways. Um, but it, you're, you're right. A couple years ago they brought in, I think, four receivers uh, who are ranked as four stars coming out of high school. Um, so there was a lot of excitement. Uh, Johnny Wilson, 6'7 kid from California, L.B. Bunkley-Shelton was another one. Chad Johnson, um, Jr., his dad played in the NFL. So there was a lot of excitement. And it's just, I mean, last year you could see it. Um, they just kind of weren't on the same page. They didn't have that chemistry. And then, you know, this year it's pretty much the same thing. I'm a little bit surprised because they've had a full offseason without any, you know, COVID restrictions to kind of iron that out. But not much has changed. And it's not all on the young receivers. You know, Jaden Daniels is in his third year now, and, you know, he's, you know, I mean, in practice, just when when things were open a little bit more, you know, he was overthrowing Johnny Wilson. You know, Johnny Wilson's six foot seven. Um, You know, so, and and, and even the first two games, we've seen some, you know, some passes that he's completed, but, you know, the the receivers have kind of had to break off their their routes a little bit to to, to wait for it, or he throws behind him a little bit. So that is a concern. Now, you know, we made a big deal here locally about who's the number one guy, who's it going to be. Maybe they don't need a number one guy. Maybe you could do it by committee. I don't know the answer to that. But it's definitely uh, uh, something to watch. The running game solid. The passing game uh, remains a work in progress. So, Rachad White, is he uh, going to fight? I think all Utah fans here remember Eno Benjamin uh, having big games against Utah and going off the NFL and being really good. Is, is White cut from the same cloth? Yeah, well, they're different. Um, you know, Eno was a pure running back. Rashad is, I mean, he's, he's a little bit more versatile. Um, Rashad could be, you know, I think probably a receiver if he wanted to be. Um, and they use him that way, too. They, they throw the ball a lot to him. But he's just a guy that when you, put the, when you put the ball in his hands, you know, he ends up getting seven, eight, nine, ten yards every time he touches the ball. Um, he averaged ten yards a carry last year, and, you know, that's impressive. It was over only four games. So, I, you know, stretched out to a regular season that he, he would have averaged that, but it was still impressive. Yeah, I think six 50-yard uh, plays. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's explosive. He can make things happen. 
Um, good speed, good size. He's, he's going to be a factor in just about every game they play. So defensively, they got everybody in their dog back. I know they had the injury up front on the defensive line. Uh, but other than that, they return everybody, and it sure didn't look like it in the first two drives against Vegas. But then after that, they clamped down. What's going on there? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say disappointment, but you know, not the defense. Not that you know, we they talked all all preseason about domination, which is you know that's preseason talk for a lot of programs. But you know, when you when you return, as you mentioned, um, all eleven starters until you know, their star defensive tackle went down with a season-ending injury. And not only that, but their entire second team returned. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a veteran group. Uh, they played a lot of games. Their entire secondary came back for their sixth season or their, their extra COVID season. Some it's for, for some, it's their sixth. For some, it's their fifth. So these guys have seen just about everything. Um, and it really just hasn't materialized the way we – I think the way people thought – Losing Jermaine Lole up front, he was, you know, an All-American candidate to enter the season. That that's huge, and I think people are now just kind of understanding how big that is. The the, the defensive front has not gotten the, the four-man pressure um, that they did last year with Jermaine in there. Um, and then you know with UNLV, you mentioned I mentioned, and you, you pointed out the second half. You know what really kind of turned it around is they had to start sending extra you know more pressure, uh, blitzing a linebacker, and you know it worked. I mean, they really shut down Vegas in the second half, changed the game. But I think they were a little bit concerned that they had to go to that just to make a difference. That you know they couldn't get the four-man pass rush with the, with their front out there. Um, the linebackers have been pretty good. Darian Butler has been real playing at a high level. He's a four-year starter. Um, Kyle Soleil has always been solid. Merlin Roberts has been there for four years, and then the, the secondary has been pretty pretty solid. But I think everything needs to start with the improvement up front. So Kyle Whittingham said that they lost the game to BYU in the trenches, and he came back on his Monday press conference and said, BYU just pushed the Utah defensive front around, and he couldn't remember the last time they got pushed around like that. When you hear that, combined with what you've seen from ASU, what is your expectations for BYU's ability to run the ball? Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. Um, that anytime Kyle Whittingham says that about, I mean, a Utah given their their reputation and what they've done in the Pac-12, uh, that's something that you kind of underline and highlight. Um, and, and given the fact that Arizona State has you know not been as good as expected up front, that that bodes well. That does not bode well for Arizona State. Um, they've been fairly good uh, against the run, uh, but you know it's it's really hard. To you know, look at Southern Utah and UNLV, and they might go on to have good seasons. But it's hard to kind of compare that to what BYU has done with BYU playing two Pac-12 opponents to start off. You know, I think B- I think Arizona State's going to play better on Saturday. I do. I think they'll play their best game that we've seen so far. I don't know if it's going to be good enough to win, especially on the road, especially you know the timing. You know, playing them at week three, given where they are and where Arizona State is, uh, but that. I mean, I think that's that's probably the storyline of the game going into it for sure. So the good news, though, is the last time the Sun Devils used the fullback like they have in Case Hatch, I think they went to the Rose Bowl. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, come on, Case Hatch, he's our guy. Yeah, Case Hatch. Um, I just wrote a story <laughs> about this on The Athletic. He's, I think after two games, I you know, <laughs> if anyone ever picks an offensive MVP after two games, he would get my vote. Um it just seems like he's out there, and they don't use him 
you know, he's not out there every play, but when he does, good things happen. Um, he's been, I think Arizona State has uh, nine rushing touchdowns, and he's delivered a key block on seven of them. Um, you know, like most linebackers came into the program as a, he was actually a walk-on, he was a linebacker. Uh, you know, given their depth there, he switched to fullback, and, you know, Arizona State has not used a fullback like a lot of schools in many, many years. So there's a lot of excitement around him. He's a local kid. Uh, and he kind of has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You know, he, he wanted to go to BYU. Um, growing up, he got a scholarship offer there, and uh, then they had the coaching change, and Bronco left, and, you know, they stopped recruiting him. And so he, you know, he says he's had this game circle for a while. He was disappointed with last year's game. Didn't happen because of COVID, but he knows. Uh, he said about half the BYU team, and you know, he's already informed his better friends on that team that be ready because he's coming full speed. We like to call him Brother Hatch up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's he not really different. And that's one thing Arizona State has been able to do, and one thing I think they will be able to do, uh, regardless of who they play. I think with you know we haven't mentioned their offensive line. Uh, but, you know, they have four starters back, and, you know, last year they proved that they could run the ball even when teams kind of stack the box against them. So I think they will be able to do that, um, especially with Case back there, uh, not only with Rashad White, who you brought up earlier, but they have another back, uh, Diamante Trainum, who's really good. Didn't play last week, and his status for this week is, is unknown, but uh, that's like a really good one-two punch. Uh, so they will be able to run the ball. And, you know, and, and last week Jane Daniels showed that he can – escape a little bit i think people thought he you know decided to run a little too early inside waiting on his receiver but uh uh they'll be able to do that now whether or not they'll be able to uh you know move the chains or score through the passing game i think that's <laughs> that's the, that's the well, question their uh their center had missed some practices earlier in a week is he gonna play donovan west uh yeah he's a he's an all pac 12 player uh you know probably will finish his college career whenever that is as, as an All-American. He's that good. He's, he's their center, and he did miss a couple practices earlier this week, but he was on the field uh, yesterday. We got to watch, I think, 10 minutes, and he looked like he was a full participant. Now, <laughs> who knows? They could have yanked him off as soon as we left the, the practice facility, but he did, he was out there and, and running drills and lined up for uh, you know 11-on-11 work as we were walking out. Doug Howler joining us, Arizona State writer for The Athletic. Uh, with the conference realignment, domino, dominoes falling. There are plenty of stories out there about the Big 12 is looking at other Power 5 teams. And I read that Pac-12 teams might be interested unless the Pac-12 gets a lucrative TV contract that's worth way more than the Big 12 contract. I assume they're alluding to the Arizona State schools, Arizona and Arizona State, that those have been uh, you know, mentioned for a long time. What do you think the level of interest is there? Well, yeah, you're right. That, that's been out there for a long, long time. Um, and I remember, I can't remember, oof, I think the last time all the realignment stuff uh, happened, which was, gosh, I don't even know, it was three or four years ago now, maybe even longer. Um, I, I talked to Ray Anderson, the, the Arizona State Athletic Director, about that. And you know, even before I got it all out, he, <laughs> he was pretty against it. He's like, no, we're happy where we are. Uh, and just knowing Michael Crow, their school president, I know he um, feels like they're aligned exactly where they should be in the Pac-12. I, I would be really, really, really stunned if that happened. I think a lot of stuff would would have to happen, and, and um, their confidence would have to be shaken. Um, not and not only you know with how the Pac-12 is done 
in football, but on a whole different level for them to, to look to go elsewhere. At least for the time being now, knowing that stuff will come down down the line, has the investigation sort of quieted relative to the team playing week to week now? Yeah, I think it has. Um, you could still feel uh, the pressure from it. Um, just being, I mean, I, mean I, I argue with fans about this all the time. They say there's not, this is not a big deal. And I just have to remind them, like, this football team has three <laughs> new assistant coaches because of this investigation. It's, you know, I, a lot of it, people point fingers to me in the media for making this a bigger deal. Uh, the university suspended the three, the three assistant coaches. And, and yeah, they, they backfill those. They have some capable guys that they had in support roles that they were able to, to move into those positions. But at the same time, that stresses the support staff. You know, things that GAs did and analysts did before – you know, now those, those responsibilities have to go to other people. Um, and it wasn't like they had a whole off-season to prepare with new coaches. I mean, <laughs> one happened a month before practice started, and uh, two were suspended uh, a couple weeks into practice. So I think that's part of it. Um, also, you know, at some point, the NCAA is going to start interviewing coaches uh, on the staff. And, you know, that's probably going to happen during the season you know, what is that going to look like? I mean, are coaches going to be wondering, you know, what another coach is saying to the NCAA? I mean, it's, it's, it has been different. Um, you know, Herm Edwards has said it's not been a distraction. That's impossible. Uh, I think there's a sense that we really need to have a good year this year because no one really knows what next season is going to look like. Doug, as always, we appreciate you coming on the show, and we will probably bug you again before the Utah-Arizona State game. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, that's coming up quickly. But, no, I appreciate you having me. Doug Howler, Arizona State writer for The Athletic. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When we come back, your feedback, everything you got to say about today's show. And we will do that coming up next. A reminder, a lot of college football, but a lot of teams on the road. BYU is at home, but uh, the Utes. And Air and Utah State are both hitting the road. Weber State is home, and Weber State fans, your ninth-ranked football team takes on number three-ranked James Madison tomorrow night, six o'clock. Purchase your tickets now at WeberStateSports.com or by calling 801-626-8500. 801-626-8500. These two teams have played some good games in the postseason. Now they're meeting in the regular season tomorrow night in Ogden. 801-626-8500. Number three versus number nine. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This week's Las Vegas Raiders game against the Pittsburgh Steelers is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. Did you know that Razkaz, Absol, Reason, they're all rappers from Carson? No idea. <laughs> is that like Thunderbird High? Is that the rival? Thunderbird has to crank out as many famous people as Carson. Oh, Carson's got way more. They got a slew of rappers. And then they got uh, some football players who uh, either decided to go to Carson or Banning. They were the big rivals back when I lived there. Vince Ferragamo played at Banning. And later in the Super Bowl. Correct. His brother was the longtime coach at Banning. Those days are long gone, though.
The game, that rapper, he lived in Carson between stages 7 and 15 while he was in foster care. A lot of rap, Dr. Dre, a lot of rappers coming out of Carson. What brought this on? You just said Carson. They're playing in Carson, California. Yes, they are. So you looked up Carson. And you think I look up random stuff? It's not random. Okay. That was like right next to where I lived. It's like five minutes away from Carson. It's not random. It's my hood. I could go to Carson and nobody would sweat me. And I got a good friend whose daughter is a sheriff in Carson. Carson's like my second home. My wife got her master's degree from Dominguez Hills. That's in Carson. It's not your second home. It'd be like your eighth home. Sandy is your first home. Jersey is your original home. You got all these Phoenix ties. You got Pedro. I moved four. around. Carson's what can five. I tell you? Carson's five. See, you moved it up. It just I moved did. up three spots. I did. I didn't know whether to give Tempe and Phoenix separate because that was one uh, way I dropped it down to six. I'd probably go Tempe ahead of yeah. Carson. And I also didn't know East Orange and South Orange if I have to count those separate. West Orange. West Orange. Well, East Orange is my father. West Orange is my mother. Okay. Distinct differences between the two. East and West Orange. Tem- oh, never mind. Question of the day. Big games galore this weekend. What are your predictions? Mike Scotty Toddy. <laughs> Mike Scotty Toddy. I like it. Says BYU is going 3-0 and with a 36-24 win over Arizona State. He believes Utah State is going 3-0 and by rolling Air Force 38-17. to really? And... He believes San Diego State will take down Utah 33-20. to 20. 33, that's a little bit of an odd number in football. It is. Uh, well, Doug Heller from The Athletic seemed to think that BYU has a really good chance to win. Thinks that, uh, I, can't, I can't say the Devils are paper tigers, but they're not who they're cracked up to be. <laughs> Something to be said for being a little uh, tested and toughened at this point. As long as you win, yeah. Right. And the, and BYU has. So and exactly. Out. Precisely. Yes. And that goes to Kalani's point about depth, that in previous years they could win games, but there'd be an injury, and they didn't have the depth, and they couldn't sustain it. I think they won a couple big games before they went to Michigan, and they got blown well, out of Well, not just injury, but just resting guys during the course of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Making, yeah. Rotating. Because the only injury that they've that. had right now of any significance is Ellis, the cornerback, right? Oh, Romney, but he did play. He said there's no structural damage, and he plans on playing again tomorrow. Romney you're speaking of? Yeah, he said that to the media earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. well, he played last week, yeah, so he, I'd assume he'd play. He was all taped up, but he well, caught, caught a, a touchdown pass. pass. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, predictions for the weekend. Guthrie in Southern Utah says, my prediction is that my barbecue will be on point. The football will be good if the food that's is good. That's not a prediction, though. Right? That's, that's more of a, you know, it's going to come to pass. Like, tomorrow's going to be Saturday. It's not a predict. I'm not predicting we'll send, have Saturday tomorrow. Send your address over. We'll stop by. Jack says, lots of wins by the best teams in the state. Go Aggies. That's all that matters. The big not- game. Utah State 21, Air Force 7. A lot of big games. At least four big games in our state. Looking forward to tomorrow very much so. DJ and PK, it is time to bring in Rod from Lend Right Mortgage. He's got a freedom loan. What does the freedom loan get you, Rod? Yeah, the freedom loan will get you a mortgage refinance of anywhere from eight to 30 year terms. 
without paying closing costs whatsoever. So if your rate is 3% or higher, you're absolutely throwing away money on an above market interest rate. So we can refi you with that freedom loan, cover 100% of the closing costs so it doesn't cost you a single thing to do it and get you into a lower rate so you can put more money towards savings, towards tickets to the game, that big screen TV, anything but mortgage interest. Pay the, pay the loan off sooner. Uh, so that's what the refi with the Freedom Loan will do for you. Get you the same rate or lower than other lenders will charge you thousands in fees and points to get. Now, you've got rates in the ones, and when I think when people hear that with the way home costs are going, that's just a staggering number and would save a lot of money in the long run. How do rates in the ones work? Yeah, those are for the uh, the shorter-term loan. So if you can shorten your term into an 8- to 15-year, we can put you into that. That'll save you tons in interest. When you're on that shorter term, forces way more of your payment to go towards the principal every month. And of course, with a rate in the ones, you're paying way lower interest overall. How do people get a hold of you if they uh, want to get more questions answered and specific questions about their specific situation? Yeah, best thing to do is just pick up the phone and call us. Uh, phone number is 801-APPROVE, or you can visit us at our website. It's LendRightMortgage.com. LendRightMortgage.com, or pick up the phone at 801-APPROVE. Rod, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Hands and Scotty are coming up next. Have a good weekend.